Hello and welcome to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. This is day one million of quarantine, so listen to me and Tony slowly lose our minds and talk about feel-good movies and TV shows that you can watch while hunker down at home. Enjoy! Welcome back, everyone. It's Tony the Movie Guy with a brand new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. Hello, everyone. This is a special stay-at-home episode of Tony the Movie Guy from our humble abode. Um, I hope everyone is doing well, especially with our lovely fans and listeners um, during these very uh, weird, unsettling, crazy times with the uh, coronavirus, uh, COVID-19. Um We've actually, myself and my uh, lovely wife, Danny, and the show's producer, who's also here with us. Say hi, babe. Hello. Hello. Um, this is now what? I think we just passed one month in quarantine working from home, right? Yeah. We're, this is week five. Yeah. We are slowly but surely going insane. So, uh, But it gives us more time for the podcast. And uh, I've actually, I've guest starred on like several other podcasts as well. Um, so I really have no excuse to uh, keep getting out more content of the Tony and the Movie Guy podcast. And for this uh, episode, we're going to talk about what you guys can do while you're at home in quarantine and specifically the kinds of things you should watch. Um, and I'm going to put the focus on feel good movies feel-good TV shows, uh, because we are living in very weird times. But first of all, let's comment on the, uh, you know, I mean, we're living in like a, a an outbreak movie right now or a contagion movie. What are your thoughts on it, babe? Really sucks. <laughs> there you go. She has spoken and I'll move on. No, it does really suck. I mean, I don't know. I mean, what, what do you think on this whole thing? Clearly, um... Do you think we're overreacting? Like, what do you think? I think there's certain aspects of it that are overreacting and certain aspects that are being cautious and stuff like that. So I get it. I get both sides. I hear a lot of, you know, commentary from people on social media getting upset that they can go out or upset that other people are going out or right. whatever. So, <clears throat> you know, let's just, just all do our part. Yeah, nice my, to one another. Exactly. My take on it is, you know, whether we think, you know, people are overreacting or whether we think the government's handling this correctly or not. Clearly the virus is real and, you know, sure you can compare the statistics to like flu and things like that. I think the situation is how fast it's growing and also especially with like the elderly community, how kind of deadly it can be there. Um, we will get through this. It is just a matter of time. It is not Armageddon or the end of the world. It's not the apocalypse. We're not going to go into a, you know, a zombie civilization that might bum some people out. But I do think it's correct that we do heed the, uh, the rules, the regulations. We stay at home. We stay safe and healthy. In terms of the economy, I think they need to get smart 
you know, if this does continue another couple of weeks, another month, people have got to start getting back to work. You know, we are very fortunate that we can continue working from home, but I know there's a lot of other people who can't. Um, anyway, I want to get all like somber about yeah, it. Yeah, can but, we talk about movies now, please? Uh, we will, we will, but I want to be real as well because it's affecting a lot of people. So, you know, I mean, yeah, you've got guys out there, you know, everyone's like six foot apart and won't you know, make any contact. And now they're doing, it's so funny that uh, face masks have now become like a fashion statement. <laughs> I, I mean, Don't come on. Get me started. We have designer face masks. It's hilarious. But anyway, stay safe, stay healthy, everyone. Um, and yeah, we're going to talk about movies. I'm going to go through like what you should watch while you're at home with your friends, with your family, the kinds of films you should watch for different moods. We'll go over TV shows that you should binge and stuff like that. Uh, but I will give this disclaimer. Um, don't just sit in front of the TV screen all day. I know I'm Tony the movie guy, but find ways to get out there, whether it's a hike, a walk, whatever. You, you know, if you've got a pool, play pool, uh, play board games, video games, other games. There's many social things you can do while keeping socially distant. Okay? All right, folks. So let's talk about feel-good movies feel-good TV shows. I'm going to kick off with uh, some obvious things. And again, you're all watching from different platforms for people who might not have cable. You know, there's so many different platforms out there. You've got Disney, HBO, Hulu, Netflix, of course, and so on. Um, the obvious choices are things like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, that's like 22 films you know all the harry potter movies all the lord of the rings movies all of the fast and furious movies there you go that's a nod to fuzzle who came on the show and mm -hmm. got me to come around to the fast and furious franchise um all of these different franchises are there any other franchises you could think of that will kind of keep busy are people busy for a long time i mean you named like the big ones i stole all your thunder oh sorry danny said the twilight franchise no i didn't you said that <laughs> You said it last night. I did not. Oh, you like the Twilight movies. When you, finally you got around to watching them, you actually enjoyed them. Yeah, they were fine. Like, I get I get the hype, but I'm not like, oh my gosh, I'm going to re-watch the Twilight movies every you year. You had a thing for, for Edward. No, I didn't. Were you Team Jacob? I wasn't Team anybody. They're I both thought you idiots. were Team Edward. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, you were the dad. Team the dad. I've forgotten his name. What? The dad. Edward's dad. What about him? You liked him, I remember. Because when he oh yeah, I liked him. When I you thought he died in the movie, anybody. you were like, "Oh my god!" I don't remember his name. Thank God. Um, yeah, I guess I did kind of cover the big ones. I don't know if there are any other ones. I mean, know? we just watched the Night at the Museum trilogy, which I really liked. Oh, there you go. Exactly. So there are all these random trilogies. Like we just watched the Night at the Museum trilogy as well, and that was actually a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. You know. What it is, is it's movies that will help you kind of escape reality a little bit. Um, what I've found is when I'm, you know, I try to watch like some kind of solid movies. Like I try to watch The Last Samurai, which is a film I love. Too. 1970, which I loved. I try, I watched it and I, I don't know, it didn't hit me very well because there's enough shit going on right now. Yeah. I'm stressful enough that. It it kind it didn't sit well. It just wasn't. I'm sure if I see it later, uh, another time again, I will love it because it's a great movie. Same. Um, and it could be different for other people, but for me, the light, fluffy comedies, the feel good movies, the romantic room movies, or even just really good action movies, like mm -hmm. I watched Lethal Weapon again recently and I loved it, have really helped. Um, I'll go through uh, just a number of my picks 
of films you guys should check out. Um, and Danny, you can uh, chip in if there's any uh, you think of or you want to comment on any that I mention, okay? Yep. Titanic is a great one. Feel good? Yeah, but it's also just a movie that, well, A, we watched it <laughs> and we enjoyed it. Didn't necessarily make me feel I mean, it's ultimately afterwards. feel good. No, mainly because it will, like, take up a good three hours of your time. Very true. Um, but it is, come on, it is a very romantic movie. Jack and Rose, you can't get better than that. Oh, yeah, I guess. And you always want him to, you know, paint you like one of his French girls. Come on. You know you do. Yeah, yeah. Danny does not have a sense of humor tonight, guys. So I'm going to try and carry the both of us. <laughs> She's like in Was boredom. that a joke? I, I guess so. I thought so. <laughs> it didn't yeah. sound like a joke. <sighs> All right, here we go. Uh, Love Actually. Um, I'm The truth is, is I've watched that movie too many times now that I, I need a break from it for a year or so. But it is a very feel-good movie. It's also a very romantic and funny movie. You know, so I, I would say it's a good pick. It's kind of, it's a Christmas classic for us. So we watch it every Christmas. Yeah. I um, feel like I've seen it too much to for yeah. to, for me to watch it right now. It took but about. But for people who haven't seen it so often. Yeah. Right. It took about 10, 15 years for me to get there. But I'm finally at that point where I'm like, okay, I've seen this too many times. Mm. I need a break a bit. Um, but it is a great movie. Uh, the Wedding Singer. I think is just so feel good. I know that's another one that's in the you feel you've watched it too many times category. That movie never gets old to me. I just watched it again last week and it, it just, it. I had a really stressful day and it made me feel so much better instantly. Yeah. I think um, A, because Drew Barrymore and Sandler are so charming in it. The romance is very genuine but also, it's so nostalgic. It's one of those films that just captures the 80s so perfectly. Mm -hmm. The soundtrack's fantastic. Um, I love The Wedding Singer. So that's that's one I would absolutely recommend. Oh, Princess Bride. Now, I, I mean, still, it's shocking to me that you don't love Princess Bride. I just can't get into it. I know. I have to remedy this, folks. My wife is not a fan of Princess Bride. It's one of the very few films I adore that she just doesn't care for. And I, I don't know what it is. I just watched it again. That movie will put on a smile on my face anytime. Oh, come on. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Yeah, I don't know how you think you're going to get me to enjoy this movie like you enjoy it. Because I don't think it's going to happen. And you watching really? it like over ever? and over again isn't going to do anything but make me put my headphones on. As you wish. Yeah, okay. No? No, it doesn't do anything for me. No more rhyming, and I mean it. Does anyone want a peanut? Yeah, I know. You know that line. You like I that do. line. I don't. It's in the movie. I don't know, Tony. I've seen it several <sighs> times. Inconceivable. Let's anyway, move on. I know. I love Princess Bride. And in a recent poll, I think we established it is literally the most quotable movie of all time. Like, it is so quotable. All right, we'll move on. The Goonies. You do love The Goonies. Love The Goonies. That's a film I got you to come around to, so that's great. What do you mean and come around to? You just showed it to me. Yeah, but we went out and saw it on like one of those outside Hollywood like big screen movie things, and, and you really loved it then. That's the time when I saw you really enjoy it. Did you like it before that? Yes. Oh. Well, excuse me. Folks, just a little disclaimer. If I don't effusively come out and gush about how much I love something, Tony thinks I hate it. So. I don't think you hate it, but I can't read your mind. 
Anyway, I'm very I like happy. Something. I like something. I'm very happy that you like the Goonies. And the Goonies, again, is, you know, it's so feel good. Do the truffle shuffle. But it's also su- it's such an escapism because it's like this young child, you know, adventure. You know, they go on this quest to find the treasure and stuff. It's so cool. I love it. All right, let's see what else we got here. Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. So again, and you like Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. Jerry Maguire, I hadn't seen in a few years. I love that movie. Um, Bruce Springsteen's song, Secret Garden, was playing during our wedding at my request, mm-hmm. which I love. Um, and I was surprised just how much uh, it holds up still. I, I mean, yes, it can get very sentimental and very mushy. You know, the whole you complete me, you know, shut up, you had me at hello. But I don't know. Somehow it works. They pulled it off. I think Renee and uh, Tom Cruise are just phenomenal in it. Obviously, Cuba's amazing in it. Actually, everyone in that film is incredible. Like, all, there's all these people with, like, small... Even Jay Moore is great in that film, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't even is know Jay if... Jay Moore I, in that? Sugarman? Sugarman, exactly. And I don't think I've seen him in anything else Jay Moore. But he's great in this movie. He's mm-hmm. such a douchebag. You know, um, Kelly Preston is fantastic in this movie. Who's that, the sister? <clears throat> Uh, no, that's the, his ex, the, oh. um, John Travolta's wife in real life, you know, and she's like his sexy, hot girlfriend who is all materialistic, like kind of everyone else. But anyway, um, Jerry Maguire is such a strange film because it's a sports movie. It's a romance. It's a drama. You know, it's a comedy. Um, oh, and obviously Jonathan Lipnicki, you know, mm-hmm. you know, do you know the human head weighs eight pounds? Not so good. Um, but it's a very quotable film as well. Obviously, show me the money. Um, great film. Mm-hmm. Great film, right? I like it. She just looks at me like I'm a weirdo. It's I'm so just funny. letting Tony go on a roll. I know. I like that. At least you're just, you know, and letting me entertain myself. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Maguire, I definitely recommend it. Okay, I'm in the middle of watching this right now, actually. Almost Famous. Mm-hmm. Also a Cra- Cameron Crowe movie. Oh, my God. this I love this film. Every time I watch this movie... And I think I watch it every few years. I'm just blown away with how good it is. It's such a genuine film. It's based on Cameron Cameron Crowe. It's autobiographical. Um, autobiographical? How do you say it? I'm going to let you work it out. Autobiographical. <laughs> no, no, come on. Now she's laughing at me. Now she's entertained. How do you say it? We'll try it one more time. Autobiographical. Come on, we're good. I don't want to waste time there. How do you say it? We know what you mean. We're no, moving on. say it. I want to now that you've made fun of me. I want to see if no, you can actually say Oh my God. You don't know how to say it. Autobiographical. <laughs> yes, that's it. Don't doubt yourself. Autobiographical. <laughs> oh my God. Autobiographical. But it is almost famous uh, with Patrick Fugit, who was so good in it. Billy Crudup, who everyone thought was going to be like a huge A-list star after this movie. Never was. And this film has everyone in it. Fucking Mark Moran's in this movie. Jimmy Fallon, all, you know, all kinds of people. Jason Lee's amazing in this movie. And then, of course, Kate Hudson. Uh, she is just sublime in this film as Penny Lane. But yes, it's an autobiographical film about his time as a like apprentice writer for the Rolling Stones in the 70s and how he goes on tour with the bands and stuff like that. And it's it's so good. Francis McDormand is his mother. Philip Seymour Hoffman, rest in peace. Uh, again, it's another film where, like, the cast, all the supporting roles are just pitch perfect. The soundtrack is incredible. Uh, it's such a sweet, feel-good movie, almost famous. So I highly recommend that. Oh, School of Rock, Jack Black. Mm-hmm. 
I love that movie. They should have made another one of those. I don't know why they didn't. I know. Yeah, Joan Cusack is great in that. Mm -hmm. The kids are great. Well, I guess now, yeah, they kind of screwed it up. Because the kids are all like, what, in their 20s? It would have to be a new roundup. They're a couple years younger than me, I think. Now, you mean? Mm -hmm. Well, that film came out like almost 20 years ago. Early to mid-2000s. Please hold. You can verify it, but it's Richard Linklater who directed it. Jack Black, it was his big break film, um, and he's he's really good in it. Joan Cusack's great in it. Um, it's a great movie. It's definitely at least, uh, I think, 15 years old easily. I'd say mid-2000s, possibly even a bit before, but at least... 2003. Oh, see? God, I'm right on the money. Um, so I would have been 11. They were around my age in that film. Right, so they're probably... Oh, I see your age now. Yep, right, so they're in their like mid to late 20s now. Yeah. Yeah, okay, you're correct. Um, but anyway, they should do a sequel. It's a really cute film. It's a great family movie as well, School of Rock. Um, so I definitely recommend that one. All right, uh, next, Back to the Future. Oh, actually, that's a great trilogy to watch. Mm-hmm. But um, Keep you I mean, busy. The first one is just a perfect movie. It's so feel good. It's so funny. It's so entertaining. Um, literally, I will always say this. I think Back to the Future is a perfect movie. Yeah. I can't criticize one thing about that film. It's Except so good. the incest. I mean, that's the only criticism. I mean, it's weird, but it's intentional. And <laughs> they, they play that into the actual movie itself. So it's not like they're unaware of it. You know what I mean? I was you're joking. My ma. You're my mom. You're my mom. You know, I mean, that's part of the movie. But you're right. It's it's creepy. Um. Oh, and she says at the end, like, I, when I kissed you, I felt like I was kissing my brother. Yeah. <sighs> All right, here we go. Um, What else? Oh, Singing in the Rain. Did you finally watch Singing in the Rain with mm-hmm. me? Not long ago, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you liked it. Yeah. You didn't love it. I fell asleep. Ugh, despicable. <laughs> Sorry. Debbie Reynolds. Gene Kelly, I adore Singing in the Rain. It's such a feel-good movie. It's also very, very funny. Um, I highly recommend that. Oh, Sing Street. You mm-hmm. love Sing Street. Yeah. So why, why don't you say something about Sing Street, which I do really like. I mean, it's just one, it's one of the, it's the same guy who did once. I don't know any of the names of these people, so Tony, if you want to fill them in. Go for it. I don't know because I'm not a huge fan. I just um, I like the films through you. He did Begin Again, which is also really good with Kieran Knightley and Mark Ruffalo. He did Once and then he did Sing Street. Yeah. So I do like that um, that filmmaker. And Sing Street's just a really cute little film about adolescents in, where are they, Ireland? Yeah, they're in Ireland and it's um, a bunch of... Well, what's great is the premise of the film is this kid is trying to start a band just to impress a girl. Mm -hmm. But it's great how they go through all the phases. Yeah. Because they go through like a Duran Duran phase, a Cure phase, and things like that. And it's that's kind of really heartwarming. Yeah. And he like changes his look every yeah. week. It's cute. Yeah. It's very... And then the whole band follows suit. And at first they're terrible, but then kind of towards the, you know, middle and end, they actually get really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have the soundtrack. It's, it's you know, there's some great songs. Very Absolutely. catchy. And the girl, I've forgotten her name... She looks kind of like uh, Kate Beckinsale. She was in Bohemian Rhapsody. That's what I was going to say. She's gone on. She's the one who's really gone on to have a career. She was in Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, she's been in a number of big films, and she's actually quite good. So I like I like her. Yeah, Sing Street, I definitely recommend. 
Uh, it's a it's a really sweet feel good movie. All right, let's see. I'm just gonna roll through some more films. Labyrinth. I mean, that's a classic. Yep. A bit of Bowie. Bowie's cod piece. You just can't go wrong with that. Exactly. You gotta watch Bowie. Um, I mean Labyrinth with Bowie. Um, and the songs and everything are so good. Sir Didymus and you know Hoggle and Ludo said. I love that movie. <laughs> Um, Elf, even though it's not Christmas, is a great feel-good movie. I have a hard time watching Christmas films around not Christmas. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But I Elf can't get is, into it. I'm not in the spirit of it. Elf is just... Oh, I guess Anchorman, then, is a great Will Ferrell movie to watch now. But I think Elf is such a charming feel-good movie. You're right. It's very much a Christmas film. So, you know, if you can only watch it around Christmas, then don't watch it now. And uh, watch Anchorman, which you can never go wrong with. That's a great film. Um, also extremely quotable. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What else do I have? Oh, Coming to America with yep. Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. That's a great movie. Love that movie. You love Coming to America, don't mm-hmm. you? As you can see, folks, my wife is uh, very integral to this episode. <laughs> integral? <laughs> integral to this episode. She has a lot to say. So thanks so much, babe. Thank you for oh, that. God. You're allowed to talk, though. You're allowed to share your views and opinions and thoughts. I understand. She's, like, too comfortable. We're doing this episode drinking and on the couch, so it's not very professional. Yes, the podcasting table is taken over by a work-from-home setup. Yeah, by my work desk (laughs) and everything with my computers and all my papers and files from work. So there we go. But it's kind of nice doing it on the desk. But I think that's the problem is you're too comfortable, and we've got, like, two puppies, like, curled up next to us, so... But it's okay. We still wanted to share with our our listeners and fans kind of what, you know, what you can watch, you know, different things to check out. So I'm almost done with the movies, but I think this is a good eclectic We're doing television too, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do TV afterwards, and I think you'll have a lot more to say on that. Yeah, Oh, yeah, because my wife binges TV shows. She eats them up like Jaws. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I finished... The three available seasons of The Good Place in Okay, good, but days. we haven't gotten to TV shows yet, so we'll get there in a few minutes. But it is well, insane, actually. I'll just She'll go up. through eight seasons in, like, a couple weeks. If that. All right, let's see. Um, oh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. That's a great film. It's a really underrated film. It didn't do very well. It's such a charming, feel-good movie with Ben Stiller. Um, it has a great message as well, so right now I would highly recommend that movie. It's very positive. Oh, the Austin Powers trilogy. Good Lord. My wife rolls her eyes because I watch these movies every couple of months. And they're on Netflix, and I fucking adore them. Would it matter if they weren't weren't on Netflix? You own them all. Well, that's what's funny, but when they pop up somewhere is when I watch them. They all recently showed up on Netflix, so I rewatched them all. But I love those movies so much. Help me. They're like my my happy place. They're so... So funny, and they're weirdly charming in a in a kind of quirky way. I think they are. I love them, you know, with Burt Bacharach and, you know, the music and stuff like that. And, and those films in the 90s were just so big. All right, Shrek. Again, there's four movies. You could watch all of them. The first two are the two classics to watch. I mean, they're all funny. Well, the first two are amazing. But again, like, the, Shrek is like my happy place. I love 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 those films and i love just going back to them so i definitely recommend the shrek films dumb and dumber i adore you're not a huge fan of dumb and dumber nope why i don't know so you're telling me there's a chance (laughs) 
so good. I'm not a teenage boy, I guess. Oh, Don't find Dumb and it as Dumber funny. is genius. That kind of humor doesn't get me. Like really? It gets I, it, again, it's it's such a good movie. Ace Ventura. Do you like Ace Ventura? It's better. I think you've only uh, seen the first one. Yeah, yeah. No, the second one's terrible. But I love same with Dumb and Dumber. Like the second one's fun, but it's not a classic. But the first ones of both are absolute comedy classics. Anyway, these are just great comedy escapism. They're so good. Ten Things I Hate About You. We just rewatched that. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. I mean, swoon over Heath Ledger, who is so charming in it. But Precisely. It is a great movie. Like every again, everyone's great in that film. It's got mm-hmm. this great little cast, you know, with little baby. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, Julia Stiles and Alison Janney, who shows up in, like, everything. Yeah, randomly. Great soundtrack. I um, What's the the other guy's name? Like, I've got a dick on my face, don't I? Oh, David Crumholtz. He's mm-hmm. great in that movie, too. The dad's good. Oh, yeah. I like that film. It's Do you want to say movie. anything about 10 Things I Hate About You, other than it's a good movie? <laughs> it's such a... Just good movie. Okay, no. <laughs> we're not trying to send the listeners to sleep. Say something like with energy and enthusiasm. I'll pay you. <laughs> I was just joking when I said that. He's getting really irritated now. No, I'm not. It's Everyone, just like, if you want I'm to like, know. hi, this is my wife. Say something. Hello. You told me to say hello. I know. So I said hello. Um, <sighs> it's one of my favorites. I grew up watching it with my, I think my sister showed it to me for the first time, but um. I mean, it's something I can always revisit. There's a show based off of it that Tony said I should Which watch. Which is quite good as well, yeah. Haven't gotten to that With yet. The, same, the dad it plays the same role. Well, yeah, it's not like he's the reason I watch it, though. So. What's your favorite thing about 10 Things I Hate About You? Heath Ledger. Other than Heath Ledger. Okay. Too late. Already said it. I mean, it's my favorite thing Heath about it. Like, Heath Ledger's I, hair. Heath Ledger's smile. I find him so dreamy in that movie. Like, even I do. Like, he is so dreamy in that film. I think that's his dreamiest. Oh, really? Role. Well, yeah, you're probably right because he hasn't really done another film where he played like a hunky guy. Like he's a monster's ball. He's all damaged. Oh, I guess A Knight's Tale. He's pretty dreamy in that. Not as dreamy. Really? I love A Knight's Tale. Um, But yeah, like obviously as the Joker in The Dark Knight, he's not dreamy at all. And in Brokeback Mountain, he might be dreamy, but, you know, he's playing a, you know, a a homosexual cowboy. So I, well, he is, but he... He's playing this tortured soul and he's, you know, that film is just a whole different level in terms of acting and performance. And I still stuff. don't so, think yeah. he's dreamy in it. Okay, fine. It's a good movie. I wasn't talking about his acting. We're talking about dreamy factor. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, everyone should check out, um, uh, what's the film with Halle Berry I was talking about? I don't know. Oh, Monster's Ball. It's it's famous for this like six minutes shagging sequence with her and Billy Bob Thornton. She won an Oscar for it. Which is such a shame because it's overshadowed the film, which is actually a really gritty, brilliant film. And Heath Ledger is in that movie, and he is fantastic in a supporting role in that film. I remember that's when I really paid attention to him. I had seen 10 Things I Hate About You, and I had seen A Knight's Tale, and I, I loved both of them. So by then, he was kind of like a teen pop star, you know, pin-up kind of teen idol crush guy. And then I saw Monster's Heart Ball. Throw heartthrob that's the word i was looking for <laughs> see this is where my wife comes in useful um and then i saw him in monsters Born. and i was like holy shit this dude can really act you know and then there you go anyway that was our tangent on he don't think Ledger. that's a feel-good movie to watch R.I.P. no monsters ball is not a feel-good Just... movie 10 things i hate about you is so check that one out all right oh ferris bueller's day off oh yeah 
That's one of the most 80s, like, feel-good Brat Pack movies. Because, like, I was thinking, like, you know, Breakfast Club. But that's actually a pretty somber movie at times. Or even Pretty in Pink and things like that. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is probably the most, like, just purely enjoyable film. Or, like, Weird Science is great, too. Yeah, all the 80s movies. Yeah. Is Ferris Bueller all technically the 80s? 80s movies. What? Is Ferris Bueller technically 80s or is it 90s? Yes. I don't fucking yes. know. Yes. It's, like... 86 87 oh, yeah matthew broderick cameron i do love matthew broderick yeah he's great in that save big, ferris big jennifer gray in that uh charlie sheen mm. the headmaster oh it's a great movie but alan rocker's cameron i think just owns that movie it's it's brilliant yeah i love you said all 80s movies <laughs> don't go watch nightmare on elm street that's an 80s movie halloween kind of like comical no, it was a horror movie. It petrified yeah, but people. But now, looking Poltergeist? back at it. Nah, I mean, I think so, but others don't. Oh, so you just proved my point, Tony. No. Prove I, I didn't prove your point, point by making a category of just watch all 80s movies. I said all of those 80s movies. You like, mean like the John Hughes films? Of that ilk. Yeah. But some of them, as I said, are a little bit more like thoughtful and deeper, you know? You want to watch just the ones that are just fun, you know? All right, let's see what else I have. Oh, well, I wish there was a podcast to tell me what fun 80s movies there were. We could do that. We could do an episode <laughs> on fun 80s movies. Maybe we'll do that next. We've got plenty of time. So much time. So much time. Do you know how many dishes you do, people, when you stay at home nonstop? Yeah, we have constant dishes. Because we're doing three meals a day all at home. Seven Great. Now days a have a talking. <laughs> we're like off on a like tangent. Because I just did the dishes for the 17th time this week it is crazy you use a lot of toilet paper you eat a lot of uh, food and go through a lot of dishes and you have to change the trash a lot when you're quarantined at home doing nothing else it's weird take out the trash like every other day i know it's weird and it's been raining non-stop as well which is kind of just doubled down on the frustration i mean it makes it easy not to go out when it's raining i know but i want to get out i'm going stir crazy here yeah, my my little moments of happiness every week is when I can go to the grocery store. I know, it's crazy. All right, let's finish the movies. I've just got a few more left. Oh, some other kind of odd choices recently that we binged were like we watched Three Men and the Baby and Three Men and the Little Lady, and we actually really enjoyed both of them. Yeah. We watched Romancing the Stone and Jewel of the Nile. Good old Joan Wilder. I had a huge crush on her when I was a kid. Um, Kathleen Turner. Um. Jewel of the Nile does not hold up so no. well. But Romancing the Stone is still quite charming. Yeah, that was fun. Michael Douglas. Um, Sister Act 1 and 2, I think out of all of them, I loved. Yeah. I hadn't seen it for years. I love both of them. I think I like the second one as much as I like the first one with the kids. Yeah, I watched them for the first time last year. So it, That's right. So I saw them as long. a kid, yeah. And I don't know what the hell happened to Lauren Hill. In Sister Act 2. Lauren Hill, she was a phenomenon in the 90s. She was in this huge band called the Fugees. You've heard of the Fugees, right? Yeah. Okay, good. And then she had this, like, Grammy-winning album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, that literally, like, scooped up, like, eight Grammys or something. Uh, everyone thought she was, like, the, the biggest thing. And then, poof, she vanished. She did, she did that herself. It wasn't I just like did she like did a Kaiser Sose there. What do you mean she did it herself? She went into like self-isolation. Oh, right, right. Yeah, because she didn't like the celebrity. And yeah, then, something like that. And then she evaded taxes and apparently got arrested because, oh, my wife, here's a, here's a great fact about Danny. I mean, this is kind of cool. Like, you know, we'll be watching something and I'll maybe make a comment about something or she'll make a comment about something. 
30 minutes later, she'll pipe up about it, and she has done a full deep dive research into, like, where that actor is, what he did, how he grew up, what happened to him, what happened to his family, his relatives. It's amazing. I'll totally forget about it, but you're like, oh, yeah, what happened to Joe? And, like, 20 minutes later, I'll see you on your phone, and then you look up at me and you go, yeah, so I looked into <laughs> You give me, like, a full report back. It's so funny. I, I don't like not knowing the answer to things. <laughs> it's really the, irritating. The best part is you do it surreptitiously. No, I and do I it. know you're looking. <laughs> I could literally like hear something in a TV show or something and then like go on this like Google yeah. deep dive. I of... mean, everyone does on their phone. It's just so funny how, I mean, you'll, you'll do it even like 30 minutes later. It's really funny. No, it's not that I do it 30 minutes later. It's that I'm still looking. <laughs> no, no, that's later. my point. Like she will go like on a full research. I did the it. initial research or started the research <laughs> immediately once it was said. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, that's films. Are there any other like feel good movies you can think of that I left? I mean, that was a broad kind of eclectic, you know, selection, but any others, you know, since you haven't really brought many to the table yourself for the, the young ladies of your age and ilk that you might want to think of well everyone's favorite feel-good films magic mike one and magic mike xxl oh, god and the 50 shades trilogy i mean that's not really feel good that might help i enjoy those movies more, babies. more than i should though yeah and well, i don't no. think we need more babies at the yeah, moment you're right. i'm pretty sure people are getting getting to that on their own i mean what else is there to do right um that's your contribution what about the mamma mia films oh yeah those there are you cute. go danny loves those i mean do you want me to just list movies I like? Well, just a few. <laughs> Spend a minute on a few more you can think of. This is your chance to share the world what's going on I mean, in your TV brain. I is really more my forte. Well, we're going to get there. But any other films? The I mean, that, Magic Mike and Magic Mike XXL and The Fifty Shades and Mamma Mia. That's a few, but yeah. think of two more. Um, now's a good time to explore old musicals that you haven't seen in a while. Like what? Um, well, I mean, it's so... Sub- I feel like musicals are very subjective. Um. So What's that film, that musical you made me watch a couple months ago? It was actually really one. good. It's a <laughs> huge Best Picture Oscar winning film that I had never heard of the with a I? girl who looks like Audrey Hepburn, but it's not her. Oh, Gigi. Yeah, it was a great film. I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I do like pretty that movie. Pretty girls, pretty girls. So that's what he says. Yeah, pretty girls. Yeah. It sounds so creepy when you do it like really? that. I wasn't trying to be creepy. Anyway, I, I really like that movie. I'd never even heard of it, let alone seen it. I, you know, I, I don't even know how I found it, but I found it one well, day. It was a, I found out it was like the best picture winner of like 1960 something. It's a huge movie. Well, yeah. Okay. I wasn't alive in 1960 something and I found Neither it was pre-Netflix. I don't even yeah, know how I crazy. stumbled upon it. All right, one more, um, and then we're done with movies. Another one of my favorite, favorite, favorite musical may not be for everybody. It's very stylized. It's very different. Yes. Um, how to succeed in business oh, without really God. trying. She bought this. I still haven't watched it. I have to watch that with you because you won't sit down. For but is it actually good? I love it. But what's it about? Like how to succeed in business? Yeah, it's about this. It follows this guy, and he starts as a nobody, and then essentially cons his way up to like. The top of this huge company. Is he a good guy or not? Yeah, no, he's a total good oh, guy. Oh, he is? Yeah. And it's, it's a musical? Yes. And are any of the songs memorable or known? Um, Not that you would know, but to the person who Why do you like it? did musical theater as a kid, <laughs> I know all of them. I've never heard of it. 
Okay. All right, I'll watch it with you one day, uh, probably during the quarantine since we have a lot of time. Well, now I have it recorded, so it's going to happen. You own it. Yeah, I know, but every time you're like, no, I'll watch it, then you're like, eh. But what do you mean you have it recorded? I have this on recording. You saying you'll watch oh, it. Oh, you, you mean you, this is a witness to me actually saying I will, I will watch it with you. Yes. Damn it. You're right. No, I will. It's a good movie. Oh, you know what we should get? What? Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Oh, I was going to buy it for you, but it's like 20 bucks, but <gasps> I'll buy it for you. Because no, I know you love that movie. No, we can wait till it goes movie. on sale or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't use your birthday money. I saw that as a kid. Yeah, it was my birthday as well last week, listeners. So, happy birthday me! I did absolutely nothing. If you have home. a birthday in quarantine, <laughs> does it really happen? It really <laughs> sucks balls. Excuse me. Okay, good. We'll move on to TV shows. How about that? Yay! All right. So again, I want to kind of focus on like feel-good TV shows, but also just TV shows that you can really binge watch. Um, and we'll kind of go through them. Um, obviously, the first choice I have to talk about is the worldwide phenomenon known as Tiger King. I held out for like a month watching Tiger King. You saw it like as soon as it came out. Yep. Everyone was immediately talking about it. it. It's like it's like the new Stranger Things on Netflix. It is probably the most popular documentary of all time. Um, I, I think it's it, the new, um, what's that? Oh, what's the one with a guy and he murders and he's like a hit guy? <sighs> I don't know. Well, the that's the one. funny thing. I never the watch these shows. I, I don't know what that is. It was another Netflix one. I don't know. The, the Jinx? No. Oh, that's HBO. Um, see, guys? TV. Oh, How to Make a Murderer. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. That's see, what it is. I didn't watch that and I would never watch. I have a, like a button on getting entertainment out of watching other people's misery so i hate these documentaries that just look so trashy that's why i don't like a lot of reality tv i think it's just so horrible it goes against everything i believe in so this show about this gay cowboy singer guy who you know runs like a whole park that looks after like lions and tigers and stuff a zoo zoo, sorry and then he plots like the murder of his like main enemy that fucking damn bitch Carol, Carol Baskin. <laughs> um it just looked awful and then I finally gave in what last week and put it on and we binged all seven episodes in an evening yeah it was I, after work I couldn't stop it was just I, I you know it was I couldn't tear my eyes away from the atrocities I was seeing on the screen it's funny it's sad it's shocking uh, obviously, the, the you know the, the panthers and the baby cubs are so adorable, which is what kind of hooked me in at first. And I found myself strangely feeling bad for this guy, this Tiger King character, even though he is batshit crazy. Yeah. I mean, there is not a single decent person on that show or a single sane person on that show, in my opinion. They are all nuts. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's all you have to say about Tiger King. Fuck the feds. <laughs> Fuck the feds, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Carol Baskin. Anyway, um, she is creepy. There is She's something frightening. Demented like, going I on there. I understand why yeah. her first husband was scared for his life. Oh. Like she looks like she can kill somebody. She murdered him without a doubt, in my opinion. Okay, moving on. Please don't come after me, Carol Baskin. Um, but yeah, take that, him, not me. That was kind of a joke, but seriously, Tiger King is something that has to be seen to be, be believed. Um, and then they did a special episode during COVID nineteen with Joel McHale interviewing a bunch of them. That's pretty trippy as uh, as well. So you uh, have that to enjoy. Yep. 
Okay, good. So my go-to like feel-good TV shows, um, there are kind of two shows that are just always will come to the top of my mind. One, Friends, and two, The Office. Never seen Friends. I know it's again, it's a show I guess just came before your time. Like, you know, my family are obsessed with it for our wedding. When all my family came over, they just sat in front of the TV and just watched like Friends reruns. You know, mm. we it, it was a phenomenon in the 90s when I grew up and I, it's my happy place. It's 10 seasons. So it's funny to me that you haven't watched it because, as I said, my wife, you know, gulps up TV shows. She watches a new TV show every week. And she, you know, you just, didn't you just finish like 14 seasons of CSI or something? That was a long time ago. I know, but it was like, she did 14 seasons or something insane like that. And probably like three weeks. Because the 13th season is not yet. And it was Criminal Minds. So let's yeah. get it together, but, Tony. But it's insane. You will go through them so far. She watches shows like I'm going non-stop. to them faster now. Yeah, I'm a movie guy. She is really a TV guy. I like, mean, I um, do both, but you lap up everything. In quarantine, I'm going through them much, much quicker. Insane. But, um, I mean, Friends, I don't know. It's like... It, it you feel like you well for me like you know them you grew up with them and again like the song the characters the style every it was it was just a phenomenon yeah i, I love from it. what i've seen of it i don't like the bits that they do um i don't know just, you don't like the comedy it's just not it's a little too like predictable and i guess so yeah i don't know i adore it. and it I made it made all of them stars obviously jennifer, jennifer aniston is the one who became a real A-list star out of it. But, you know, they all were famous. I mm-hmm. mean, I am a Chandler guy all day long. Myself. Chandler was just, I, I adored him. But uh, I think you should try it again. I have, it's not available anywhere anymore, I don't think. It's not on Netflix anymore? No. Oh, man. So when it was on Netflix, I binged all 10 seasons. And I loved it. And I loved the finale. I own it. And I've watched that multiple times. Because I tried, I was thinking about it. Because Yenny... Miss Money and he was watching Friends. Yeah, she loves. She had it like DVR'd or something. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll give it a try now because I've been able to watch shows that I haven't been able to get into before mm. and start them now. And I've been able to get into them. Well, I that think... will keep you busy for a bit because that's also like 25 episodes a season. Like... Yeah, but they're only 30 minutes. But still. Which really means 20 minutes for network yeah, television. Yeah, you're right. Okay, well, let's so talk about. Four episodes let's an hour. talk about a show that I know you adore everyone adores which is the office yeah uh, the office is like crack i've binged that show i think three times on netflix mm-hmm. is it on netflix yes. anymore okay thank god and that's what eight seasons right uh yeah i think so and i forgot the last two three seasons aren't terrible they're very disjointed since steve carell left but they're actually not bad no, I don't think so. Because I always remembered it. Like, I think the last time I binged it, I only watched it up to the episode where he left. Um, but it's actually great beyond that as well. Or well, not great. It goes up and down. But it's still, you know, like the finale is awesome. I loved it. You yeah, know? finale is great. But Dwight, oh, he's my favorite character easily. Yours as well or not? Yeah, I think so. I, I fucking love Dwight. Dwight is amazing. Obviously, um, God, what's uh, Steve Carell's name? Michael. Michael Scott. Michael Scott, Jesus. And then obviously Jim and Pam. I think those four characters are really the make and break of the show. 
I mean, all the supporting cast are incredible as well. Mm -hmm. We went to LA Comic Con and we got to see like all of the supporting cast and like Phyllis and Oscar. And actually it was really Meredith. It was actually great. I loved that. You know, they're all such characters. The Office is just great background entertainment. It's so feel good. Uh, It's, I don't know. It's like, that is a happy place show in my opinion. It's just, it's so great. I love it. And it's so rewatchable. So rewatchable. Thank you. Yes. That's what you want to say about The Office? Um, yeah. I mean, my, my thoughts echo yours, so we can just... Did you say your thoughts echo mine? Yeah. Wow. That was so well said. Okay, we'll move on. Um, Queer Eye. I didn't oh, like... Oh, you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I didn't sure. like the last season as much, but the first Which couple of seasons... Japan? Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that, but the last... Because there was... There's, I don't know. It seems like there's always one person that they pick for the season who's kind of douchey and who doesn't right. really deserve it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was. Like, okay, I would never watch this kind of show. That's, you know, that's just the truth. It was nothing I would normally gravitate to. I, I remember Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, and I remember how much of a phenomenon that was, but I, I was never a fan of it. Somehow, I really, all I really knew about it was Carson Kressley. He was so big at the time. Mm-hmm. Carson Kressley was the, the fashion outfit guy, yeah. and he became really big. But like, I think maybe I've seen one or two episodes of that original one. Um, the difference with Queer Eye, I think, is how genuine and heartfelt it is. It's, you know, yes, it's about a bunch of, uh, you know, gay guys, um, you know, remodeling someone of their choice. But it, it's not just fashion. And it's also not gay against straight guys. So it doesn't have that, like, specific niche theme. But it's so genuine in how they mold and shape and improve these people's lives. Yeah. And that really blew me away. And then each character came into their own. Like Jonathan Van Ness, obviously, just because he's so flamboyant and he's so funny and entertaining, kind of immediately became our favorite as like the hairdresser. But then each one of them is, you love Anthony, right? Who's the chef? She loves Anthony. But then um, who are the others? There's Anthony, Jonathan. Bobby, Tan. So Bobby, I okay, Bobby, yes, yeah, he Bobby has the the most physical job because he literally transforms their home. So his job is incredible. Tan has always been one of my favorites. I love Tan. Tan's he's British like me. Um, and he's the fashion guy. He's the outfit yeah. guy. And then who's the other one? Uh there's Karamo. Karamo is the one that really has grown on me. Because Karamo is the one who's like cultural. And, like, teaches them, like, manners or rules or how to fit in or, like, how to be more social and things like that, right? I mean, yeah, I guess. It, I don't know. I don't well, see, at first, I was like... my favorite. Yeah, but see, at first, I was like, I don't really know what he does. But towards the last season or so, I really felt, like, the advice, the things he did, he really helped people. Anyway, they all do uniquely. I'm talking a lot about Queer Eye, but it really is a feel-good show. Even if that's quote-unquote not your kind of thing, it's the type of show that makes you feel good about humanity, which we all need a little bit of right now. So watch Queer Eye. Trust me. You won't regret it. I think there's a new season coming out too. See, now would be a really smart time to release it because it, it was really... it was a, It's a film about mankind and just you know coming together and helping people. That's really what surprised me. And Yes, with crazy, wild, flamboyant characters, but it's such a lovely show. Anyway, I've said enough about Queer Eye, but it really is quite charming. 
Okay. Oh, the IT crowd. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite British sitcoms. I think it's still on Netflix. If it is, lap it up. If you try turning it on and off again, that's also Chris O'Dowd and Richard Iodi, who never became a star in America, but he plays a character called Moss, who is, like, fantastic. He went on to, like, direct a lot, right? Yeah, well, he, no, not a lot, actually. He directed that submarine movie, uh, which is a good film, and he was in The Watch, and that's actually all I've ever heard or seen him do. Hmm. Oh, Community. So this is a show oh, I I've watched it. Right. So this is a show I've been championing for years before it was cool with all your cool kids. I loved community like eight, nine, ten years ago. Um, it's such a witty, great show. It's all about cultural movie references and everything like that. So, of course, I would love it, you know. Troy and Abed in the morning. But also, I think it's getting a really good afterlife right now because it's on Netflix. Yep. And you can binge all six or seven seasons? It's six seasons. Yeah, six seasons. seasons. So anyway, I hear a lot of people talking about it now, which makes me really happy because it is, it's such a funny show. Yeah, I just watched all of it. Really enjoyed it. you loved it, right? I mean, it's one of those things. It's I've watched the first episode three or four times and didn't get into it enough to, to continue on to the second. And I kind of just forced myself to do it this time. And you um, ended up really liking it. I ended up loving it. Yeah. Like super loving it. There are some dips and down seasons. Yeah, well, because Dan Harmon created the show, who, uh, interesting fun fact, also developed and is the front runner for Rick and Morty. Um, and it, this show is a weird show. Critics loved it, but it never did well in ratings. So after the third season, it got canceled. And then they fired Dan Harmon, the creator of his own show. Then, because of you know popular demand from fans, it came back for season four without him, and that season is notably not as good, which they take the piss out of mm-hmm. in the show itself. It's such a meta show. And then he came back for season five, and then they canceled it again, and then again, because fans loved it, they moved it to another network for the sixth and final season. Yeah. And it's supposed to be six seasons in a movie, uh, so we'll see if they do a movie. It would be fun. But uh, Community is great. You mm-hmm. should definitely check it Ooh, out. Ooh, if they did a movie that was like a college reunion, that'd be cute. Yeah, or something. It would definitely be fun to do. Okay, I had to put this on my list just because there is a lot to be enjoyed about it. But this is a show that's really infuriating to me, which is How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah. I loved this show until that last season. That last season and especially that finale. I, I know I sound so dramatic, but I really do feel strongly about this shat on the entire show and ruined it for me i I think fucking hated that finale (laughs) i think the show itself should have been one or two seasons shorter yeah it did go to it went too long as well it went for what seven eight seasons yeah the well the the well ran dry and they just kept on trying to get because we forget how great that move uh that show was i mean it had but it's only as great as its worst part and its worst part is really fucking shitty you know you're right and because actually you're right the last few seasons got kind of weak but what's his name how come we've gone totally blank on barney yeah neil patrick harris who is fantastic on that show jason seagal Allison Hannigan, mm. um, Kobe Smulders, who's now in all the Marvel movies. And then I always forget the main guy's name, Josh Radner, who is actually great. Um, but man, yeah, you're right. Like the first five, six seasons are really fantastic. Um, so yeah, you can watch How I Met Your Mother until you get sick of it. I don't know. <laughs> 
but um, it's long. Oh, Scrubs. Scrubs has to be on this list, even though it's kind of a time capsule. It's I so, don't think so. But it's so like mid 2000s, early mid 2000s. I like Scrubs a lot. Just you I can go Scrubs. ahead and skip the ninth season. Right. The you ninth season is terrible. Well, Zach Braff's not even in it, right? He's in the first few episodes. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, Donald Faison and Zach Braff make that show, I think. Obviously, the supporting cast is great too. John C. McGinley is great in it. The grumpy mm-hmm. doctor who. Dr. Cox. Yeah, he's the, no, no, is he the one who's like an ass? There's the old grumpy one, and then there's the one who's like an asshole. But Dr. he's Cox. Yeah, he's great in that show. John C. McGinley. Yeah. Um, actually, I kind of want to watch Scrubs again. <laughs> Had some great music. I mean, I, you know, my love of Zach Braff, who you have met, and yeah, I Tony haven't. Yeah, Tony is very obsessed with Zach Braff. Garden and, State is like and my his, Bible. In his infinite laziness, which <sighs> can always be bet on, he wouldn't stand in line with me at the snack bar at the movies. And I got to meet Zach Braff, and I got a picture with him, and he touched my lower back. It was great. So was, great. Yeah, it was very erotic. Mm, <laughs> and Donald Faison was there, and you didn't even notice him. No, I didn't. I <laughs> you was were so all enamored s- with Zach Braff. I was so shook. He was very Zach friendly Braff. with you. By the way, very just friendly, as a Tony. side note. Tony, he was very it's friendly. Okay. I, I, I'll allow so it. Friendly. My wife has a great attraction for celebs. Like, you've bumped into random people. Like, you met Mark Moran at... Trader, Trader Joe's, Joe's. and yeah. who was the other person? Oh, oh, well, I guess it's not really a celeb for me, but for you, like some of your favorite bachelors, like we bumped into uh-huh. it, like Venice Beach, Nick oh, Vale, Nick Vale, so funny. Okay, folks, don't even. Now, come don't on, even. it's such a funny don't story. We were having this beautiful romantic day together, and it was actually a lovely day. We were, it was not a beautiful romantic and day. We went to brunch and got kind of tipsy, and we we're walking around. The well, beach. that maybe that's why I remember <laughs> it being a great day, but still, I had fun. Um, but we were walking down Venice Beach. And Nick Vial is there, and she, Danny spots him, sees it's him. And I wish this was a video I podcast. Think you spotted him. She goes, Nick, and her hands reached out after him. And she just goes, Nick. And he was like, Hey, how's it going? And then he walks past her, and her hands just kind of remain out, reaching out in the distance to him. I was like, I'm right here, babe. <laughs> anyway, it was so he funny. He missed the best part. He was a good looking guy. So what was let the best me, part? Let me try to, let me try to tell it correctly so we're walking past excuse as i me. see as tony points him out to me like isn't that so, so like some guy from the bachelor and i see him and as we're passing each other i'm like nick and so but i'm he's already walked away like he we've already crossed paths. right right yeah so i turn around well reach, he did say hey how you doing yeah he said, Hi, i turn around and reach yeah. my hat out to him and i go nick and he goes oh hey and i was like I love you. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> he looks at me like a that's fucking crazy right. person. She thought, he thought she was insane. <laughs> like freaking fatal attraction, insane Glenn Close. <laughs> fucking boiled the buddy. He's like, all right. That's cool. right. <laughs> Her hands reached out. She's like, Nick, I love you. <laughs> I was like, I'm right here, babe. Anyway. A little bit tipsy, but so excited. I actually no, I lost, he was, I lost my breath a little he bit. He was a handsome fella. He was a handsome fella, no doubt. Okay, good. I have no idea how we got into that, but that was great. I guess you Meeting could binge The Bachelor as well if you want, but there, I do not recommend it. There aren't any. I mean, you can always find them on like was Amazon joking. Prime or you can rent them on iTunes. There is Jason Mesnick's season of The Bachelor um, on Netflix right now. It's a very good season of The Bachelor. I highly suggest it. It's before The Bachelor became very overproduced. Um, and it's I'm just, only letting her talk because so she's pure. actually into it, so I kind of have to. Thank you, babe. That was one of the first things I did in quarantine was rewatch that season of The Bachelor. Great. Actually, I'd never seen that season. 
All right, let's move along. Uh, Modern Family. And I think that they just wrapped it up. I think it just had its last episode. I, I'm like a season or two behind Modern Family, but that is a really solid, enter- entertaining, like feel-good show. So you should definitely check that one out. Yeah. I don't really have much to say about fun that. Fun fact. But... I have a fun fact. What? Sarah Highland from mm-hmm. Modern Family yeah. is engaged to Wes. <laughs> or to oh, Wills. No. Who's she? Oh, she's Wells. with one of the Bachelor guys. Yeah, who used to? Who was on the Bachelorette, and is a bartender at Bachelor in Paradise. Just it all comes round. <laughs> it all comes back. Okay, to the Bachelor. can we get off the Bachelor? No. All right, here we go. Um, what's the name of Ty Burrell, the dad in the Bachelor? Phil Dumphy. Yeah, I love Phil Dumphy. You mean in Modern Family? Yeah. What did I say? The Bachelor. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> the dad in the Bachelor is Chris Harrison, Papa Chris. We all know that. Yeah, Chris Harrison. Handsome I was going to get you a message for your birthday from Chris Harrison. Who did I end up getting it for? You got me Ashley Iconetti and Jared Haven. Yeah. Well, actually, you got Ashley Iconetti, but they're married now. So yeah. um, they did it together. It was cute. Yeah. Chris Harrison was like $5,000. It's like $500. He does, no, no, no. Way more than that. I guarantee you. Do you Maybe it's gone it? way now. Yeah, you can check it now. But So he did like a videoed message from like the bachelor pad. And like it bachelor was, mansion. And it was not $500. <laughs> the bachelor pad doesn't exist anymore, Tony. Come on, get with it. Okay. I don't know why we're still <laughs> talking about the goddamn bachelor. I've totally put my foot in it. All right. So I'm going to carry on. You guys will see as an example in a minute or so, she's going to have researched it and give me the facts. I can give you more facts on Chris Harrison while we wait. No, no, we're good. All right. Fun big... fact, Chris Harrison's saying E entertainment. No, entertainment or E? What? Lauren Zima, his girlfriend. She's a oh, I, I bachelor reporter. Is. Okay, good. Let's move along. $400. Uh, it's $400 now? Yeah. God, that's not bad. Okay. Still um, don't buy me a cameo for $400. Like, yeah, give me no, $400. Don't buy me a cameo. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I did it once. once Do you want to see who other other bachelor people are on cameo? No. Can we move away from it? This is a really fun episode, guys. This Ugh. is just Tony no, and Daniela at home. Okay, the Big Bang Theory. That's great to watch in quarantine. It's great to watch. Not available to stream anywhere. Oh, Will be available to stream on HBO Max when that comes out. Oh, see, she's done um, her research. In May? I really like the finale. It was very sweet. I didn't watch it because I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, I Here's saw Here's other last people season. who are from The Bachelor on Cameo. Diggy Moreland. Our listeners Wills don't Reed, know what Cameo is. Ben Higgins. Yes, they do. No, Everyone they don't. Knows what What's Cameo? cameo? Is. It's that thing that you can buy video messages from <laughs> celebrities or yeah, celebrities. Celebrities basically whore themselves out for your entertainment. And I'm a sucker because I did it. You know, so she there's a podcast she listens to. What's it called? Ew, Barb Weber's on here. Peter. Peter Pilot's mom, who's all fucking dramatic. I don't know what that is. What's the podcast you listen to? I listen to many. No, what's the Bachelor podcast that you love, that you listen to like every week? I listen to many. Okay, the one I did the cameo for. Oh, uh, the Ben and Ashley, I almost named Yeah, so she loves that podcast. So I had them do like a video message for her birthday for her. I don't love that podcast. Content-wise, it's like a million bajillion ads. Well, all I know is I sit in the car and she used to listen to it Every week. But Obviously, do, we haven't sat in a car for a month. but They do get the inside scoop because they okay. were on the they, show. We have gone completely off the rails. We are not going to talk about The Bachelor anymore. So let's move on. So The Big Bang Theory is definitely great to watch, right? Bazinga, Sheldon, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I can't wait till HBO Max comes out. And many, I'm going many to seasons to binge. Drink it up with my eyes in probably like a few days. Yeah, so would I actually. I would be down with you on that one. Oh, New Girl. New Girl is on Netflix. Yeah. And New Girl is what, six seasons? That's a really charming film. What's the um? It's Jake Je- Johnson, Zoe Deschanel, 
What's the name of the other guy? I love the other guy. Max Greenfield. What's his character? Schmidt. Schmidt. Yeah, I love Schmidt. Um, New Girl is a real good feel-good show. Oh, the next one I have on my list. I haven't Seven watched. Seven Seven seasons. Okay, New Girl, definitely check out. Um, Parks and Recreation. Oh, um, people love the show, so I'm going to give so you a good. minute to tell the listeners why to watch it because I haven't seen it and I can't get into it. I don't know why. Maybe you could now because you were struggling to find things to watch. Um, Parks and Rec is kind of similar to The Office as of this like interview, like things happen, they're videoing things that are happening and then you have these in the moment interviews with, with each of the cast. Um, but it's where, um, is that, what's his name? Star-Lord? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt got his start. He's I love that you remember hilarious. I mean, the cast is fantastic because it's... Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. It's Nick Offerman. Mm-hmm. It's um, Adam Scott. Amy Poehler. See, I don't like the main girl, Amy Poehler. No, it's wrong to say I don't like her. I just don't love her. There's nothing she's really done. I like her collab- collabs with Tina Fey. But in her own right, like I... She just doesn't do much for me, and I, maybe that's the problem because the rest of the cast is fantastic. Rob Lowe's in it. That's right, Rob Lowe. Yeah, it does have a great cast. I think anyway, you, you love it. it. Continue. I do love it. Uh, isn't it just kind of like a office knockoff, though? Did you not hear everything I just said? Or no, you not, not really. Okay. Oh, you, you can said go it back was, and listen to it later. You said it was an office knockoff? I didn't say it was an office knockoff. Oh. It's very different. The office is about an office. This is about parks and recreation. But other than that, isn't it the same? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Okay. There's there's different bits. You can't say it's the same show. It's not Maybe awesome. I should try and get into that again because that would keep me busy for a while, right? It's so good. Okay, Cheers. That's yeah. That's a throwback, a nice yeah. classic. Then that's available somewhere. I just watched yeah, it. Yeah, Cheers is great. I went to Boston Last before year, all this madness and went to the original OG Cheers bar. That's what he wanted to say. He just wanted to brag. It was wicked smart. Okay. And I had a clam chowder. Oh, it's wicked good. Wicked good. I can't do it. Anyway, it was you great. sound like a... Wicked smart. Down in Fenway Park. <laughs> sound like uh, Danny Zuko. Oh, thank you. I, I mean, that's a compliment, <laughs> even if you didn't mean it as you such. You doing an accent, trying to do a Boston accent sounds like John Travolta in Greece. How is that? A... I love John Travolta <laughs> in Greece. Danny Zuko. <laughs> it's fantastic. All right, here we go. The Mindy Project. Yeah. That's a lovely show, actually. Yeah, like... I, like I love the finale of that. It's But that's a really uh, funny, feel-good show. Mm-hmm. The Good Place, I'll let you talk about it. I saw the finale already, and it was nice. And I, mean, I, don't, I don't love this finale. show as much as others, but uh, what's your take on The Good Place? So I started watching this show when it first came out. I watched the first half of the first season before it split. And my attention to like watch shows week to week is just so low. Like I, I'm a complete goldfish. I will forget what happens. Especially yeah, you have to wait for a show to be done. Yeah. And then you binge the entire thing. Yeah. I can kind of do better with Netflix releasing season by season, but yeah. even so, if it's too long, I'll completely forget everything. Um so I, I just I couldn't I didn't keep up with it after that. Like I just more things happen, whatever. Um about three days ago <laughs> I started watching it. Because all three seasons dropped on Netflix. Three seasons are on Netflix, yeah. and the fourth and final season is not available yet, but I'm hoping it well, will I be Well, I saw soon. it on Hulu, but I guess it doesn't stay there or something? No. Hulu Hulu doesn't work like that. Like The shows don't stay on Hulu once they air. They How did I watch it then? Because it's still on there right now, but like the whole season isn't on there. Just the oh, last four episodes are on there. Got it. Um, but they time out. I think they stay up there for a couple months or something. Oh, got it. Um. 
So I just I need the fourth season, but I really enjoyed it. You like it? Yeah. Cool. All right, good. And then my final one is uh, Glee, yeah. which I haven't seen in a while. But again, Glee is a show that was huge when it came out. And I loved the first like two seasons. And then it just kind of went downhill and it wasn't the phenomenon anymore. But you, yeah. hold on, you binged that entire show in like no time. Yeah. Like, you didn't uh, love it? A couple years ago. You didn't like it? No, I just I stayed committed, you know? So funny. Finish what I start. What about Dexter? Dexter's amazing. Not exactly feel good, but it's amazing. No, it's not exactly feel good, but I mean, I I watched that before quarantine happened. I rewatched. Yeah, it. and I mean, also you could binge Stranger Things. You could. This now would be a perfect time to binge all seven seasons of Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, Sons of Anarchy. So there's all these other amazing shows. But I was trying to kind of focus on feel good movies, feel good TV shows mm-hmm. that might help you folks kind of uh, escape reality a bit, and uh, you know, I don't know, make you feel good. You know, make you feel kind of warm and fuzzy inside. I think we all could do with a bit of that right now. Don't you agree, my dear? Yeah. What I'm watching right now um, that I'm not through yet, and it's still airing actually, uh, is Kim's Convenience. It's on Netflix. It's a Canadian show. Oh, yeah. What is that? It's a show based on um, like a play, I guess, that got really big or whatever. It's just a cute little sitcom about a Korean family living in Toronto. Oh, that reminds me. Canada, Letter Kenny. Oh, I thought you were saying. You haven't Creek. watched that yet. Why didn't you try it? I watched it with you. No, you didn't. I watched it. There were like seven seasons, and I binged all of them in like a week or so. You watched a few sporadically. You didn't watch all seven seasons. I watched with enough me. to not have to watch the whole thing. Anyway, and I, I saw the last episode. I like, love Leather Kenny. It's a really weird show. It's almost like a bunch of characters out of like Napoleon Dynamite, but like Canadian. Mm. It's this like deadpan kind of weird humor. Everyone seems a bit kind of like handicapped, but I I love it. The music is fantastic. It's really funny. Ooh, maybe I'll go back and watch Letter Kenny. That will keep me busy. Have you seen Shit's Creek yet? Seasons. Shit's Creek. We should have mentioned that. Well, I told you. I'm still mentioning stuff. You're trying to wrap up, and I still have tons of shit in my arsenal. Over an hour. Um, Shit's Creek. I saw the first season. And I really liked it. And then I kind of got bored of it. Oh, my God. It gets so much better. You saw all of it, It gets right? so much better. Well, the final season, I, I don't know if it's airing now or if it's going to air soon. Oh, so it's not done yet. No. I think it's the fifth. You broke your own rule. You usually wait until it's fully done. Yeah, there's enough to watch, though. Ah. But, I mean, by the, by the last two seasons, because you think it's more about the parents and the kids are side characters, and it kind of switches gears and it comes... More about the kids and the parents are kind of and side characters. And the son kind of became the big breakout Holy star shit. of the show. He's like my favorite. He's yeah. my favorite. That's Eugene Levy's uh, real son. life son. And yeah. he's a, what is he? Like, because he's not just homosexual. He's kind of. I don't in know. the show? No, and in real life. In the show, the... he's pansexual. Right. He's pansexual. That's the the word for it. Um, no, he's like that in real life as well. But he's great in it. He is really good in it. I like it. Okay, she's going to research this and Well, probably... now you brought it up, but I don't <laughs> know what it has to do with the show. Well, I'm just saying it's interesting. It's an interesting character. I believe he's just gay. Okay. Well, but in the show, he's again, pansexual. doesn't matter. Okay. Anyway, Shit's Creek is great. Um, I am done with the show. 
Um, I think uh, this was a really eclectic and pretty long list of movies for all of you fine folk to check out and TV shows that if we are in quarantine for another month, hopefully this will keep you busy. And even when life goes back to normal, which it will, um, you know, here's a great selection of uh, shows and movies for you to check out. What do you think, babe? Did we do okay? Yeah, we did all right. Do you want to report on Schick's Creek and the details? Do you want to correct me? No, because it's really not relevant. Okay, good. <laughs> She's so funny. All right, are we done? Yeah, I guess so. All right, folks. Well, thanks so much. Good night. Tony's so busy. Got got things to do, people to see, you know? <laughs> yeah. Man. He's really itching to get off this. No, it's we did this for over an hour. I don't want to send people to sleep. And then we're going to turn it off? And I'm going to take the podcast Why don't away? we play Monopoly and I'll kick your ass again? Ooh, burn. It's 8.15. It's too late. Oh, all right, folks. Well, good night, everyone. Uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. God bless America. Okay, bye. Thanks again for listening to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. Remember to follow us on all of our social medias, leave your five-star reviews, and we will try to get another episode out there for you soon. Until then, enjoy and stay safe. Bye-bye.